Welcome to Ask an Innovator, where we interview senior executives about innovation. You can find us at askaninnovator.com or subscribe with your favorite podcast app. I'm your host, Josh Barker, CEO of City Innovation Labs. Welcome to Ask an Innovator. Today I have with me Greg Svitek. He's the head of Spot Hero Labs. So he's going to talk about innovation with me today. Welcome, Greg. Hi. Good to see you. Yeah, likewise. So and, and um, thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this. Oh yeah, me too. It's going to be a good conversation. We're going to talk about all things spot here today. So <laughs> you know, let's maybe just start out with um, for those. It's hard to not know who Spot Hero is because I mean, heck, I just Spot Heroed here, right? Mm. I parked my car. So um, <laughs> thank maybe, you for being a customer. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. So maybe you could explain to the viewers that don't know. Sure. What is Spot Hero? Yeah, Spot Hero is uh, the number one online marketplace for basically finding available parking. And, you know, it's really easy. All you do is look, book, park is kind of our tagline. And so, uh, you know, in essence, we have over 7,000 facilities that we work with across the country. We also work with over 500 parking operators. And, you know, we've, we've parked over 20 million cars. That's a lot of cars. And so, um, you know, in general, how that, how that works for a user is you just you use either our web or our app. And from there, you can then go ahead and enter where you're going to go. It recommends, you know, areas around you. You can see the prices associated with that. You go ahead and book through your credit card. Then when you pull up to the garage or open surface lot, uh, from there, there's just a simple barcode that you can use or, you know, various different uh, redemption methods to get you in and out of the garage. Nice and simple. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really disrupting the parking industry, innovating in that space. And I know you wouldn't, maybe you would argue it's not even disrupting. It's just closely, more closely partnering with all of the different garages around the area and enabling them, right? Right. What I would say is, uh, so, you know, we've been in business eight years and, you know, Generally speaking, a parking operator, uh, so, so let me take a step back and explain how the parking industry kind of works because mm-hmm. it's kind of important probably for the rest of this sure. discussion. Yes. So a lot of people think that the person who's running, you know, meets you at the gate, you know, is in essence who works for the person who owns the, owns the parking garage. Generally, that's not true. Generally speaking, you have like a landlord or an op, what we mm-hmm. call parking operator. And that parking operator's job is to basically market the garage, take care of the garage, and, or the facility and make it such that, you know, they can maximize the revenue associated with that. And they're doing this on behalf of an asset owner and that asset owner can own the garage, they could own the entire building, they could own the open surface lot, they could own the de- all the entire m- development around. And so generally speaking, the asset owner could have multiple different, um, you know, financial entities helping them or run, maximize the revenue for each part, each of the, each of the different parts of, of that asset for them. Nice, awesome. Right. So, I mean, and Spot Hero fits right in where it's really using technology devices we use every day to really just make it super easy. I mean, before Spot Hero, I remember being downtown and I would just wander into, I'd try, have to find somewhere, right? right? And now it's just like, I look on my phone, I can find all the garages where I can park, I can see the rates, I can compare what services. I mean, today I used, I was like, oh, I need to get somewhere quick, I'm gonna have a valet service, and sure. just park it for me. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I would agree. And and the, the big value that we provide, what made me make Spot Hero different compared to, to other online um, parking services, is uh, we view our operators as, as true partners in this. So, um, you know, when we started eight years ago, an operator would say, oh, I'm just going to build an app on a website and I don't need, need to do this, right? right? But they didn't uh, necessarily understand the amount of expertise that it takes to actually market parking online, SEO and Google AdWords and those things. And actually building and providing a big enough customer base 
to get enough eyeballs to make for all that to make sense. Mm-hmm. In essence, that's what we do currently for our operator partners. We help them market uh, parking online, and generally, how it works is they give a they get they allocate X number of spaces online to us uh, of their total inventory for the garage. And then from there, we're able to sell that parking for them and drive more revenue mm. for them. Mm. And we do this in a very consultative way currently, which is, you know, we work with them. We go back and forth and, and suggest a raise for both online and drive up uh, based on the data we have and be able to help them through that that process. Really, we're trying to maximize their yield. That's awesome. Now, I, you know, a lot of the next question I usually ask people is, you know, wh- how is innovation impacting your business? Well, you're, you're really... And if you're the in, one of the innovators <laughs> in the business. So, I mean, I'll maybe rephrase this question and just say, how, how did Spot Hero come about? Sure, that's a great question, Josh. So it all started with, uh, you know, one of our two co-founders, Mark uh, Lawrence. He was in Wrigleyville. He got sick of getting parking tickets, <laughs> you know, during Cubs games in particular. And so he just decided to find different people. You know, Mark's an entrepreneur, sold his first business when he was 16 years old. Um, and so he thinks that way. And so he basically just started with Craigslist ads of saying, hey, I'm looking for parking. Can I can I sell parking for you? Do you have access parking? You know, literally one spot at a time. Hmm. And wow. that's, that's kind of how it started. And then eventually we built a, you know, uh, they built a website. And then from the website, it then went to, we were the first ones to do have an actual app. Hmm back in 2013, 2014, something like that. Wow. Very lean startup origins. Right. I mean, like just MVP, post on Craigslist. Yeah. You know, and it was really just to stop paying parking tickets. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's that's just how it is. I hate parking tickets. (laughs) I mean, that's genius. And so that's kind of how it's all started. And and, and the best way of thinking about it is, um, you know, as we started putting out of the marketplace, there was many hurdles of that. Like, hey, how do I get into a garage? Mm. Great, I bought this thing on a website. You pull up to the garage, the attendant doesn't even trust that this this, right. this piece of paper is real, right? <laughs> how do I know this thing's real, right? right? So, and remember that the facility attendants, their job is to is to make sure that they're enforcing the, the available right. spaces, right? So just stuff like that. We partner very closely with other hardware companies throughout our, our time to get the reservation into the park system so that, you know, when you pull up and you put a barcode in or, or whatever, the gate actually goes up and down, right? So we really had to work very closely with Park Connect and other park systems, uh, which are the the, the gate systems, um, to make that work. Hmm. That's a good example of like just, you know, every day we're just trying to make things more efficient and trying to make the, the marketplace more efficient. And really in the end in, in the day, it's like how, how can we get parkers in and out of gates? Or in and out of facilities in a seamless fashion, so it return, return, you know, creates a long time, you know, LTV and customer acquisition costs pretty pretty low right. from that point of view. That, that requires, man, an incredible amount of empathy. I mean, because you just described several things. I mean, starting with the beginnings of being annoyed with parking tickets, right? right. I mean, that's that's leveling with me and you and everyone else. And then on top of that, being empathetic to it sounds like the garage owners, right? right. Of like, hey. We understand you have these long-standing systems that have been around a long, long while. How do we augment and mm-hmm. make it inexpensive and easy to implement and work with them and in a fashion that's very collaborative? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then Hero generally wants to be a software company. We don't want to be a hardware company. Mm. We are kind of in this, this middle 
it's, I, I kind of call it like a, almost like a three-sided marketplace. Hmm. We have one side of the marketplace being the the parking operators who are true partners in this, right? Because mm-hmm. if a parking operator doesn't, if we don't show value to them, hmm. then they're not, you know, they're not going to, you know, use you. use our services yeah. and turn us off. The 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 other part of it too is by proxy through the, you know, we'll never go really go to the asset owners. But we do, we are you know in essence doing working through the operators for on behalf of the asset owners right so that's the second part about it so if the asset owner sees that we're able to drive additional revenue in either you know average ticket prices or number of turns then you know then then they see the value in Spot Hero but then the third side of it the third marketplace is are the equipment companies who you know that by the way there I don't know if you know this there are forty about forty to forty five different uh, equipment companies in the United States. And so we have integrations with pretty, wow. pretty much every one of them. That's a lot. In order for us to move, we have to have good partnerships with them. Right. In order for, you know, to be able to, to do different integrations, to make the, seem, the experience seamless, and, and to make the other two things work, right? Right. And then you then have the consumer on top of the whole thing, right? So it's it, it's like a three or four side in marketplace, depending on how you look at it, and work hopefully in the middle of, of all of it. And we're just trying to maximize value for the parker, maximize value for the operator, maximize value for, you know, for, for the asset owner in the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, for, you know, end consumer for me, I mean, I look at Spot here as, as like a glue for me of mm-hmm. being able to just go on here and select best price, best features, best, you know, kind of best of everything and figure out where am I going and select the right garage. And so, it's made it an awesome, seamless experience. I mean, the other interesting thing too is our biggest competition in this are alternative modes of transportation. People using rideshare, public transportation, and other things in bigger cities. Hmm. You know, a lot of ways we're just trying to get to the point to at the point at, from the consumer standpoint when you go to when you go to park or when you're going to make a decision about how to get somewhere. If I'm going to drive, Spot Hero should be the name name I think about for mm. that, right? Yes, which is really kind of hard because. For various different reasons, most people are not going to choose to drive, right? right? So that also adds a whole other layer of complexity to the empathy part and the customer mm. journey because it's like people don't really like parking, people don't really like driving in big cities, and furthermore, you know, there could be cheaper alternative ways of doing it, right? right? So, so there's all those things that kind of factor into mm. it. Those are all the complex things. Like I, I had no idea about any of this with parking, yes. and the uh, just being able to, to think about this on a national scale, or now actually an international scale, because we're 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 in Canada as well. You know, those types of things are actually uh, are what what makes it very exciting. Yeah, I think as a as a customer of it, you don't think about how complex, truly complex, it is. Of sure. How many players there are. It's it's really interesting to to hear all these different angles. I mean, we were I was just talking with someone the other day about that, and they said because we were talking about ride sharing and oh, how right. that's that's really changing a lot of things. And yeah, for you guys, it didn't even cross my mind at the time that really that's almost a competitor to you guys because they wouldn't then park because Correct. they're not driving their own vehicle. Correct. Yeah. Correct. One of the major shifts that everyone's trying to figure out is how we play, how everyone plays in. Parking's going shifting from parking to the mobility space. So you have the you have basically different comp- emerging things. You have the traditional parking world. You have car share. You have ride share. You have scooters. You have bikes. Yeah. And really, what will end up happening in the near t- near future is 
a, a commercial parking garage will, in essence, turn into a quote a mobility hub. Hmm. And a mobility hub is really, you know, like in essence, like a private bus depot, but for multimodal things. So various different types of transportation. Hmm. And so, you know, people are talking about, you know, uh, autonomous vehicles. Those being able to get in and out uh, and be able to pick people up, you know, rather than having congestion of cars just circling, circling. And circling, which some people have predicted, and if you do any real thinking about that, that's just going to cause more congestion, right. not, not less. Right. So that doesn't make sense. But then on top of it, people are trying to figure out: well, we, we have all these scooters. Where are those going to go? Mm. They're being, you know, they're taking up public public spaces, right? Like car sharing is a really interesting model too. What do you do with what do you do with those cars too? Right. Mm. That is fascinating. Yeah. So. I mean, when do you think that's going to happen? I mean, when do you see you guys see that transformation? Are you already seeing it? We're trying to figure that out mm. very, uh, you know, and we're doing that in various different ways. It's just a matter of like, uh, we've, we're trying to all solve, whether it be us, whether it be Uber, Lyft, or any anyone, we're all trying to figure out what it, where do we play in this? Mm. And it's really about solving the last mile. Right. Right. And we think we're possibly uniquely positioned because we work with the largest amount of on largest amount of existing facilities mm. for you know for other mobility companies to possibly utilize that as a platform sure can you explain a little bit about these mobility centers you're calling them right that they're mobility hubs yeah, yeah mobility hubs yeah. right so effectively that's where you're you'd envision scooters and things that need to be stored autonomous vehicles that would pick people up right as we're starting to convert more you know maybe using rideshare more right those those different vehicles would be that would be the hub for where they go correct yeah. correct and it's not my this is not my vision this is generally what people are talking about sure. in the industry absolutely right? right and we think about that from the standpoint of like uh, innovation and and at that point you're really not just talking about a uh, about a quote a stupid parking spot it's more along the lines of like i'm helping people in, you know in, in the next three to five years right about how they actually get to work how they actually spend their day how they you know and at that point it's like oh you know it's not just a stupid parking spot right, right? and I, i'm using that very lightly i'm just saying like because that's the the thing that people instantly ask me about, oh, well, oh, you're just in parking. <laughs> and I'm like, no, well, kind of, yes, but it's more along the lines of like, this is the big where things are going. Right. You know, it, it is actually improving how people work on, work, go live, live, breathe, and work on a daily basis. That's right. It impacts a huge amount of people every day. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's great. So, I know you and I were talking about, I'm interested in huge for our listeners also to hear some of this cool stuff about what are some of the new innovations for Spot Hero? What are some things you guys are looking at? And I know there's probably some things you can't share. Sure. And, but you know, the things you can. So. Sure, yeah, uh, so we've been pretty public about what, I, about what I'm gonna talk about. So uh, we've been working with uh, um, various different equipment partners, but generally one of the things we've been working on ever since uh, August of last year is the ability to, from the Spot Hero app, to pull up, hit a button, and be able to open the gate mm without ever having to roll down your window. So right now, the generally the user experience is, you have to roll down your window, you have a barcode, you have to have, you know reach out, put a barcode, and that works, hmm. but depending on how old the equipment is, depending where the where the, it's mounted, it can get very confusing. We still get, while better than hitting the call button, the barcode still pre presents problems. Yeah. 
Like just, I can't count how many times and I spend a lot of time in garages and facilities. I can't count how many times I, I watch people have to pull up. They, they, they have their foot on the gas or the brake. They roll down their window. They go like, Oh, I can't, I can't reach it. Or my mm-hmm. phone's too big right. or just dimming the screen yeah. or, or all those things. Right. So then they have to hit it, put it, put it in park and then they have to reach all the way out. Right. Yeah. So. So basically what this new user experience does is allows a user to basically uh, pull up, we call it the one tap redemption. They hit, they hit open gate. That basically then uh, sends, a, sends a Bluetooth low energy signal to the gate and the gate then validates your reservation or validates your ticket and it opens the gate and it happens all within three, like two to three seconds. Wow, that's really impressive. And it's, it's funny you bring that up because I was just at using Spot Hero last week and I pull up and I'm about to redeem and I, I scan my barcode and the guy comes next to me and goes, oh, sorry, the spot here is not working today, the device that's doing it. And then I had a conversation with you and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this would be awesome. And right. But that was an anomaly, by the way. <laughs> I, I, it usually it works 100% of the time. <laughs> sure. So, um, but that, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see Yeah. That. And this is not just like a small experiment for us. We've actually had that had through, through our partner being Flash, uh, Flash Parks. Down in Austin, um, they actually have it. Uh, an entire they have this installed in an entire market, hmm. and so we've been working very closely with them since August, and then October we actually went live with it. And right now it's working. I, I it works it works very well. I won't give specifics sure. on that, but sure. um, it works very well. And then we're also working with other parks partners such such as Park Connect and um, and Tiba to be able to do that. And those don't really mean anything to the sure, users, sure. but those are you know I'm sure if anyone in, from the industry hears this, I have to make sure I cover my bases, right? <laughs> sure. So, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's a super exciting set of innovations. And the other part, so w- really, what what Spot Hero's position in this market is, we have a large amount of facilities and a large amount of operator partners. So it's we're, we've decided to partner in this. Mm. We've decided not necessarily to build anything. Yeah. So it's more to use our market power mm. to, in essence, help improve the user experience for the Spot Hero customers, but at the same exact time, lowering costs of operations for for mm. operator partners. Right. Right. And so that's that's the the benefit that we that we get out of that. And then additionally, then to use uh, pushing using doing the same exact thing, but for license plate recognition. To, so that way a parker could pull up and having their license plate register in the Spot Hero app, being able to op- um, open the gate and do that. And that works really well uh, in the, here in the loop, in the Chicago loop, at certain locations. The difference between the two is both work really well. Uh, it's just a matter that the license plate recognition technology that is more expensive to the operator. So it goes back to what I talked about before. While we view that as license plate is the best uh, user experience because you don't have to do much. It, it Bluetooth low energy would be like I, I call that like the eleven the LPR like the eleven star experience, mm. and this Bluetooth low energy would be like the nine or ten star experience sure. from that point of view. But in work, both work great. It's just a matter of like cost to install com- compared to the two, and what provides the biggest benefit for the uh, you know for the the, the Parker in the end. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that, those are some awesome innovations. And you're mostly working to partner because you mentioned you guys are a software company, right? Right. So those those people you did shout outs to, I'm assuming they are the ones helping you to b- 
to develop these Bluetooth devices. Yeah, yeah, right. And the other things were other things we're we're working on too. Um, I, I'll just say this, you know, for our operator partners, in the end of the day, the two things that drive them are maximizing yield, which really means, uh, well, that's the main thing. But really, what it comes down to, the two sub bullet points on that are increasing the average number of turns, or from 1.5 to greater or increasing the average ticket price. And so that really comes down to using, probably maybe using more data. Mm. Spot Hero has a tremendous amount of data um, and we're trying to look to see how we can automate that in better ways. Um, mm. And there will there'll be more to come on that. But it, it, in the end, what it means to the drivers, it could be, you know, you're starting to see this more and more around Chicago in particular, where you pull up the garage and you see, don't see the, you don't see the, the laminate rate boards, you now see TVs, hmm. digital rate boards, and being able to, to dynamically change those rates hmm. and those types of things. We'll see how that plays out. Oh, that'll be very interesting. In the near future. Huh, cool. Well, our, you know, I always ask this question too for our listeners. What do you think, it, you know, as a takeaway that you guys, there's a lot of learnings here that we've just discussed. I mean, even from the origins to all the cool innovations you guys are bringing to market, what do you think a good takeaway for our audience is? I would say the last 15 years of my career, um, I've always been one that's kind of on like the bleeding edge. And so what that means to me is, um, number one, momentum matters more so than anything else. Mm. So you can have the greatest idea or whatever, but unless you're able to build momentum on a daily basis mm. or whatever you're building, then it doesn't, then you might as well just not do it. Mm. Momentum matters. The second thing along my similar lines is time kills all deals. So the more time that you if you do not externally face and get that get, get that out uh, into the market, that will then continue to kill kill more deals. You will see the momentum slow down at the same exact time, mm. and probably all the excitement and all those types of things will probably go away. Mm. Right, um, and that can and depending on who you're working with. People will get distracted. People will, you know, change change roles. People will get different priorities, and you have to be able to capture that momentum at that at that point. So, uh, so that way you can continue to build and 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 not have um, dead time kill your deal, mm. kill your deals. The other part in the very early stages, the last thing I would always I always tell people is you index for speed. You don't index for uh, I'm, I'm actually two things. Index for speed. It don't index for trying to get it perfect. Mm. And so what I hear, you know, when I when I try and talk with people, everyone's like, um, well, I need to build this perfect thing because and I don't want to release this perfect thing. Mm. And I just have always been the, the opinion, this might be bad. Yeah. But in the beginning, you're going to overpay for stuff because I you're because I'm indexing for speed yes. and I'm trying to have momentum continue. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of ways, well, what what a lot of I've done over the last fifteen years, there's going to be a lot of cleanup. Yeah. In the back end, back end part about that, and I know that. Yeah. And I'm very conscious of that, but I don't try and have that slow me down. Mm, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Uh, yep, I know exactly what you mean. And I, I mean, I think you're speaking really lean startup language too, right? Is like that because the concept is, it don't get it when it's perfect. Run quick, fast experiments. Get it out there. Get customer feedback. Go quick. Right. right? So uh, otherwise, I mean, there's no point. It, you could you could be polishing someone something no one wants. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the last thing too is just you mentioned this a lot, and what you've already kind of mentioned is uh, 
you have to, <laughs> I love doing customer journey maps. Mm. Maybe not necessarily like a formal one, a hundred percent, but I love doing customer journey maps. Mm. And, I, and I think that um, that process in, in a two hour session, can you can, say, you can save yourself a lot of time. Yeah. Because you'll be able to capture the empathy. You'll be able to capture what things go what what are what are your back channels? How people are solving the problems, right? And and just doing that entire journey map, even on a you know on a whiteboard or whatever, um, can save you a tremendous amount of time. Mm, that's some good tips. And I imagine too for you guys, your journey map must look crazy because you have so many parties, right? I right. mean, like how does it look from the parking operator? How right. does it look from the end consumer? How right. does it look from the device? the IoT device provider, like in right. a partner we're working right. with. So, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. You guys have been able to move quickly with momentum and at the same time been able to be very empathetic. Right. Hard to do. Right. And in the end, it's like uh, the empathy for all those parties is really key for us. Mm. That um, might have been a skill that I I, ha I really kind of tried to hone when I, got, when, when I got here. In the first four to six weeks, I'm like, this is parking. How hard can this be? <laughs> and then you had to, you really had to understand like the dynamics. the dynamics of that and the empathy part about it is the, is the important part about that. Yeah, that's right. Well, Greg, I really appreciate you coming on and sure. sharing with us all this stuff. Thanks, Josh. This yeah. is great. I yeah. really, really, really excited. And thank you for reaching out and asking me to be on the show. Absolutely. Well, thanks again. And uh, this has been a successful Ask an Innovator. Okay. Thanks, thank Greg. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ask an Innovator. Visit us on our website, www.askaninnovator.com. This podcast has been sponsored by City Innovation Labs.